champion mindset. And yeah. that's why people couldn't stand Michael Jordan. Because they yeah. were like, they, they're like, bro, we can't be you. And he's like, well, I don't care. Try your hardest to be the best you. Not only is change needed, listen, change is inevitable. It's inevitable. Shit, my little brother Raymond texted us this morning on some motivational shit, you know, just, you know, telling us to keep grinding and everybody stay on their on their path. And uh, it's just dope. Him being the youngest, you know what I'm saying, and reaching out and saying shit like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shows how far people come. Almost oh, definitely. Yeah. And we just all trying to do our own little personal thing. So you being the the older brother, or you're older than Anthony too, right? Or is Anthony older Anthony, than you? Anthony got me by six months. Ah, Yeah, gotcha, so we got okay. different moms. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I knew he was your half-brother. Mm. I just didn't... I thought you were older. He older. Okay. Yeah, he's big bro. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. Big bro used to... I mean, both of y'all scared me on the football field, but yeah. there was... There's something about like him and Justin type motherfuckers who like got that explosive like oh, yeah. animal bark to him. <laughs> you gotta watch out for him. Plus, he was a skater and like I was a skater, mm. but he's a skater. He's yeah. like... I'm wearing Thrasher because I can trade flip. Like, right. Mitch, let me see you kick flip. Yeah, <laughs> right. hey, that's why he's out in Cali, you know, <laughs> right. Right. doing his thing out there. The reason I was asking that is being one of the elders, right, mm-hmm. especially like an elder male, is there, like, do you feel a burden of responsibility to, like, almost be on your grind to set the tone for those underneath you? Or do you even, like, think about those sort of things? Most definitely. I mean, I've always wanted to be a good example you know, even though when I was younger doing shit that I probably shouldn't have been doing, I didn't want my brothers to be around because even though they were probably going to be getting into the same kind of things with their friends, I just wanted to try and have more of a positive outlook. And, you know, being older now and trying to do whatever I'm doing now and just hopefully, you know, motivating by, you know, just just doing the work, you leading, know, leading by example, leading by example. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was more so for you, like a, uh, I'm a lead by example. And since I'm leading by example, even back in the day when I may not have been intentionally consciously thinking I was leading by example, you were because you weren't leading them to see the negative stuff. So even though you were doing the negative stuff, you had the wherewithal to think I may not have been intentionally showing them like this is the right thing to do, but I was showing them the right thing to do by not explicitly leading them down the wrong path. Right, right, right. And I mean, looking back now, I wish I would have given them guidance into, even though I didn't have guidance of my own doing that kind of, you know, doing the stuff that I shouldn't have been doing, you know, but just, you know, just being there, you know, with them, you know what I'm saying? And and then without them having to experience it on their own and feeling like they're alone, you right. know what I'm saying? So, I mean, in hindsight, you know, that's one thing I wish I would have tried to, you know, educate them more on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's, uh, who was that? I was talking with somebody the other day about this exact point because that's an infinitely regressive hole you could go down Most where definitely. you could, it's like, I could have done this and could have done that right. ad infinitum till infinity, right? Right. But the most important thing is recognizing that quality that allows you to, in hindsight, reflect on your ineptitudes or where you could have just been better. You may not have been necessarily a bad thing, but just like being there more even, right? Right. Isn't that quality where you can look at that now? That's what leads you to, that's like what led Raymond to send that text, right? That's what leads you to lead by example and to send the stuff that you send whenever you send it or to say the things you say when you say it. But most importantly, it's leading by example and being there. Right. And that's why I tell people when they come in here, bro, like that's the main thing of maintaining that integrity in here is having an outlet in your life 
where you're pushing yourself to such a degree that you don't even realize what you're capable of until you push that threshold. Bro, look, I'll be in the gym and I'm not going this hard, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said earlier, bro, it was to a point where I'm like, okay, let's chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm starting to get frustrated. Because I'm over here pushing you. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I had seen a snap that you had posted of your girl and I could see the same, you know, thing on her face. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it, that's really what, you need, especially, you know, when you're used to being the person going hard, you know what I'm saying? You do need that outside source. Man. And that, that shit really does help, bro. Take it to another level. You being a barber, right? Talking. Go ahead. Give these people a shout out to your Instagram. Give them, give them a shout out. You guys tap in. Fade in full. That's F-A-D-E-N-F-U-L-L. You can book the there. All the work speaks for itself. Speaks for itself. Speaks for itself. And what, do we, what do we say in here? It's not about what I say. It's not about what we do, really. It's about what you can see, replicate, and feel. Oh, yeah. And when you can see, for example, clean, crisp, skin fade on, like, one of Kansas City's finest, especially from a UFC fight standpoint. Uh, oh, yeah. Go ahead, shout out your boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, shit. Shout out Julian Marquez. Julian Marquez. Through, you I mean, know? that's dope. But, again, it's like high-quality people recognize high-quality products, and high-quality products always speak for themselves. You are so used to sitting in or you're so used to standing outside of the chair and cutting your client's hair mm -hmm. that it's how often are you proverbially in the chair receiving the same sort of service that you are otherwise giving to others? Only when I'm in here. You know what I mean, though? And it's not even, a, and again, it's not even about being in here per right. se, but having an outlet in your life where you can find that outlet of decompression to push yourself to the capacity where you recognize who you actually are and what you're actually capable of. Mm -hmm. And like you said, even the same face, the fighting through fatigue is what I call it. That face of fighting through fatigue that you saw on my girl's face yeah. in the snap today that you feel every time you come in here. Oh, yeah. It's that, that's how you know you're getting that money. That's how you know you're getting that progress and getting that constant growth because that threshold is getting constantly pushed. Right. Yeah, yeah getting your getting your work in, getting your work getting in is worse. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, yeah, how often nowadays do not only men but just humans in general have an outlet to actually decompress fully? Not only what they feel on a physical standpoint, but what they feel on a mental, mental and emotional standpoint. Yeah, for men, a lot of men don't have that outlet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people don't surround themselves with people that they can go to and and get great advice from you know what i'm saying or, and even if it's not great advice a different perspective different perspective yeah, yeah different angles all types of things that'll probably help the situation that you're going through you know my favorite quote in mma is you're forever the student but only sometimes the teacher and it's like even though you're used to being the teacher standing over the chair you get cutting that hair giving that haircut even in that teaching moment you find lapses of student of you find studentry is what I was going to say. I don't know if that's a word. You find, right. <laughs> Mitch, you don't want to wrote a book. <laughs> um, but there are, there are lapses of studentry. There are lapses of you being able to learn in your teaching, in your leadership, let's say. Most definitely. That's why I love it. Man. I love it, bro. Is that a, is it safe to say that's an aspect of fulfillment you get out of your job, especially like how interpersonal cutting someone's hair is? Oh, yeah. Besides making people feel great when they get out the chair, how bro. They bro, they right? come in. I'm telling you, bro. They come in. Oh, I'm not doing nothing today, bro. <laughs> get out the chair. Oh, yeah. What's popping? We're about to go run some errands for no reason. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's dope. Besides that feeling, yeah, bro, uh, the the relationships that I've made and, you know, the the just 
the networking that has came about, you know, just from doing what, you know, I'm supposed to be doing, you know. And, yeah, like I said, bro, it feels, feels dope to be in that position. Man, do you, do you feel like you try your best to live in truth? I try. I try and uh, look at myself in the mirror, especially when there might be some situations where I'm not correct. You know what I'm saying? I had to, like I said, I reach out to other individuals and, and, you know, see what they think. And a lot of times I can answer my own question, right. you know, but it's just getting reassurance, you mm-hmm. know. Reassuring that sanity. Right, exactly. Right. So I try my best to live in truth, you know. Um, it's a struggle, you know what I'm saying? We're human. Yeah, we're, exactly. Right. So, um, yeah, to answer your question in short. I I ask that nearly rhetorically because I think it's evident in your efforts, just in your optimization, like you being as optimal as a barber, just in your skill, like, dude, to be good at anything requires a level of transparency with yourself to identify where you may not be perfect. And in being a harsh critic on yourself, almost like being a high level athlete, you find const- you constantly find new ways to be better. Again, you can't really do that unless you live in truth because the truth will tell you, yo, that lineup is not lined up. Yo, that skin fade is not faded in properly. Yo, where's the gradients in all this? Ex- I'm just starting to use like barbershop words. And there I you go. But you can't even get to that point of skill in anything you do, let alone a skill like cutting somebody's hair, unless you somewhat do your best to live in truth. Because right. if you don't, the product will speak for itself. Most right? definitely. And no offense to anybody coming up in the, you know, barber game, but there are some people coming up that are kind of like that, but they need to take a step back. You know what I'm saying? Humble themselves. Yeah, just humble yourself, bro. Like, it's all, everybody starts, you know, somewhere. You know what I'm saying? The fade might not be right, but, you know, you got to just practice, you know, practice, 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 you know, same with a lineup. You don't, you, you might think it's easy to draw make a straight line, but a lot of people, you know, it's hard for them to draw a straight line. You to, know what I'm to saying? To write in a straight line. Exactly. Right. So, this shit, it takes practice, bro, and, you know, for some, it could, you know, you, you can either decide to keep going and keep practicing or that could just be it, you know, and, you know, you just probably never do it again. And it might not be for that person, that certain individual, right. you know, they're just getting their feet wet and seeing what what they want to do even, you know what I'm 100%. saying? Just so. don't delude yourself into thinking you, you're some hot shit when you haven't put in the time to qualify someone who's done hot shit. Right, exactly. Because that's not cool. Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And especially like, if, you're a talent, if you're talented, it's like, even if you're talented, hard work's going to beat that talent when that talent ceases to work hard. All day. Bro, I know, I know barbers out there that the, the cuts might not be the best, bro, but their platform and how they use it is what's killing them, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, how they might go about, you know, making a video or, you know, just something simple like that, you know, just uh, trying to utilize different options, you know, like for one thing for you with this podcast, you know what I'm saying? This is going to take it to a whole, you know, whatever you got going on to another level, you Mm -hmm. know? Are you familiar with the stat about businesses uh like 90 percent, 90 to 95 percent of businesses fail of startup businesses fail i'm not aware okay so it's like somewhere between 90 or 95 percent of startup businesses always fail Mm -hmm. and it's because they're startup businesses but the businesses that inevitably succeed were eventually or at one point part of that 90 to 95 percent that failed Mm -hmm. and the difference is 
who got back up, dusted themselves off, and tried again. That's all. That's all, that's all it's about. That's you all anything's about, Shit. right? Yeah, that's all it's about, bro. <laughs> like, I'm sure for you, this wasn't just the first idea. Like, I'm gonna set up this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Or it might have been, but you know, getting there was probably a, a bumpy road. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? And trying to get everything that you needed to to make it happen. You know. And then shit, sometimes it might feel like it's so out of reach, you know what I'm saying? That, like you said, if you get back up and try again, you know, that's what it comes down to. That's what it boils down to. If you can, you know, if you, if you can pick yourself back up and decide to you take another step closer to the end goal. Right. You know? So it's uh, it's about endurance at that point. Right. It's about how much failure and hardship can you actually endure. Right. And at this point. Where I'm at the point, and I'm sure you are too. Like it doesn't matter how many times I get knocked down, I'm I'm gonna keep going, I'm getting back you know, up. getting back up no matter what, because this is what I do. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure this is what you do. Oh yeah. You know, so are you familiar with? Uh, are you religious at all? Uh, so my growing up, you know, went to church all the time. I mean, to answer your question, yes, okay. you know. So I try and stay tapped in, especially now, you know, spiritually. Right. Yeah. Are you uh, familiar with the story of Job? You probably had to okay, so, enlighten me. Yeah, so, um, and I'm sure you, you, I'm sure once I refresh you on it, it will be. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. My mom, she's she's up on all of it. Nice. So she she keeps us, you know, educated. Is there a specific, the part, is there a specific denomination? Like Christian. Catholic, but like Catholic, uh, like uh, Protestant, do you know if there's a specific denomination within Christianity? Mm, nah. Okay, it's all good. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming Protestant then, because um, yeah. usually Catholics are ardent Catholics. Like they're well, as, I know it's not Catholic. Okay, you so know they're probably saying? just Protestant. Yeah. 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 Um, and within Protestantism, you have like a bunch of different sector or um, yeah, a bunch of different sects, sects, S E C T S, yeah, yeah, right? Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> um, the reason I asked that is the story of Job. It was the story of. It's funny because it's a story of a man and his God. That phrase, a man and his God, is the Sumerian title for an older story that nearly parallels the exact narrative of Job. What I mean by that is in the Bible, you have a story called the story of Job, right? Mm -hmm. Job was this man who had everything in life. And essentially, the devil went up to God and said, and I guarantee you I can corrupt one of your people. God was like, listen, fool, first of all, how the you get up here. Like, right. get the fuck out of here, right? Mm -hmm. And so God literally said, I guarantee you, you can't. In fact, I know somebody who's so devoted to me, who has so much in life, that if I test him, I guarantee you he'll maintain his devotion to oh, me. Oh, yeah, this is coming back now. Okay, nice, yeah, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. So this story, Job, the story of Job, right? The Sumerians had a near paralleled narrative called a man and his God. And in this narrative, it's about a demon but in the Sumerian sense, a demon was just a spiritual figure. Mm -hmm. So you can have good demons and bad demons. Mm -hmm. So it was a good demon who was challenged by the bad demon who said, I guarantee you, your goodness can't prevail in the face of my wickedness, essentially. So what happened is this man, this unnamed man in Sumerian folklore, who's equivalent to Job, is chilling with his family on his farm, not bothering anybody. And God strikes him down, destroys his farm. Mm -hmm. Job's like, it's okay, I still believe in God. And then gets tested again, kills his family. Job's like, it's okay, I still have faith in God. Yeah. Strikes him down again, gives him sickness. 
in the Sumerian story, it doesn't, we have fractions of the actual tablets, which means we don't get the entire context of the details of the story. So in the Sumerian story, it doesn't go into very crucial details any more than the actual moral of the story that's in the story of Job. But in the story of Job, Job has, I think it's four of his friends come and witness him in dismay, getting his life ruined. And they're pretty much like, bro, just come on. Like, don't have faith in God. He's effing you up. Why would you have faith in him? Look what's happening to you. And at one point, Job almost started questioning whether or not he should continue to believe in God. But ultimately, his faith and his endurance in that suffering, by the end of it, God rewarded him sevenfold in everything he had before. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the story? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So yeah. in the Sumerian story, what it ends with and concludes with is by the end of the day, a man maintains his faith with God. That's why the story's called A Man and His God. Mm. Ancient stories, they were they used um, they used titles called incipits. And an incipit is just a title that is based off of the first few words of whatever passage it is. Mm -hmm. For example, in Genesis, Genesis, where does that come from, right? It's like, what the heck does that word even mean? In Hebrew, it's the term betashish. And betashish in Hebrew literally means in the beginning. So you see how, you you see what I'm saying though? So betashish is just an incipit for the title for the first three, four few words within the beginning of whatever scripture you're reading. So the story of Job in Sumerian folklore is just titled a man and his God, because the, the beginning of that story is a man must always maintain devotion to his God. And at the end of that Sumerian story, the bad demon essentially is rid of his life because he maintained his faith in his God. Mm -hmm. And then God puts a good demon in his life for the rest of his life. And he's blessed forever from that point on. Right. That's, that's just coming down to having that faith, you know what I'm saying? At the Pre- end of the pre- day. Prevailing with that endurance due to that faith. So, right, right, right. I didn't mean to go on a little ramble. No, it was dope. It was dope. Nice. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Speaking of that little rambles and, well, I guess not speaking of little rambles. <laughs> but uh, I got little rambles for days. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> I know. I'm being here. Yeah, we'll be rambling. Yeah. We'll be working out. Tell right? them it's no different on camera than off camera. No, this is this is not this is not a game. This is real life. This is, this is real that's life. why so like that's why I think the intensity is almost too much for people because they think this is a game and it's like, right. bro. After a certain point, you establish you establish yourself for who you are. You set the tone in reminding yourself in who you are, and you won't want to turn back. Right. For what? For what? But anyway, what were you gonna say? I was just I was just gonna. Uh, really just ask on the level of knowledge that comes with the Bible or that you have researched into the Bible, like what has brought you to that point of, I don't, you know, of one, two, trying. Like the point of interest? Right. Um, so like to summarize your question, what guided me or what was the influencing factor to cause a point of interest within like religious study correct essentially is that not that over when you're huh? that's not over when your question is it no that's actually a lot that's <laughs> on point right there that's on point okay good i don't want to put words in your mouth right no that's what i was trying to say okay nice so um have you ever seen the movie interstellar 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 that's interstellar that's when they go into space yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. on some deep shit that's deep like shit, some fourth yeah. dimension shit right fifth dimension, fifth dimension. Yeah. that's deep <laughs> uh it's funny because 
the idea behind the fifth and fourth dimension and stuff, I legit was in high level calculus in college. Mm -hmm. And in high school, I was in calculus one and two, which is an introduction to how mathematics actually shapes the world, like Mm -hmm. the actual implication of how mathematical equations inevitably influence physics, right? Mm -hmm. It's how you legit will build a bridge is using calculus, essentially. So I got introduced to the actual applicable mathematics that in algebra, you're wondering, yeah, when am I going to use Y equals MX plus B? Right. When, when am I going to use these, this algebra in my life, right? Like people ask that justifiably so with the basic rudimentary knowledge within basic algebra and geometry, right? But calculus is a unified uh, mathematical formulation utilizing both geometry and algebra. So without going too far into it, calculus was the first time a teacher was able to actually answer why we would use this math in real life. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within calculus, or while I was taking calculus, I got to the point where I started getting interested in like quantum physics and quantum mm-hmm. dynamics. And all quantum physics and quantum dynamics, all that is, is the study of the science of the small molecular world. So the world's smaller than atoms. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's smaller than atoms? That's quantum physics. Okay. And we can actually measure with certain mathematical formulas in practice, meaning if we have a mathematical formula that tries to measure, let's say like force equals mass times acceleration, right? That's a proven mathematical formula where force is equal to some mass multiplied by its acceleration. Right. Like if you're throwing your combos, your twos get nasty because you maintain a... um disciplined physics in the mechanics to where the full force is heightened by the by the optimal acceleration in the proper mechanics when you okay. twist your back foot and you get your hip involved right, 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 right which right. is why your force your mass is the same it's just your hand mm-hmm. but the force increases when the acceleration is more proper does that make sense yes sir so when i started getting interested with the actual applicable mathematics that substantiates how the world fundamentally operates I started getting into what's known as quantum physics, quantum mechanics. And within quantum physics and quantum mechanics, you can get into certain concepts and ideas and theories known as like string theory, M theory, and all these different postulates that talk about multiple dimensions and talks about higher dimensions. Mm. And Interstellar kind of tickled that idea when it talked about the fifth dimension, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting this interest simultaneously when this movie comes out. And when this movie came out, I immediately started like blowing all. Okay, I ain't gonna wear it like that. I started all my friends' minds started getting blown. <laughs> all my friends, That's a good decision. <laughs> See, words matter. Oh, uh, all my friends like were very interested with like the woo woo, like almost like stoner science of like this fifth dimensional black right. hole stuff, right? Right, right, right? But I was such a nerd that I actually understood some of the principles underlying it. And then I did my own due diligence to try to actually understand quantum physics to some fundamental level. And in doing that, I started learning truly how dimensions operate and function from the smallest zero or one dimension, one dimensional point, all the way up to the highest, what we can mathematically quantify as the 10th or 11th dimensional singularity. I know it's like, Mitch, what the fuck are you even saying? Trust me. I know my point is, in knowing that there's actual science underlying certain like interesting stoner-like philosophies, like the fifth dimensional stuff within interstellar, I use that as an opportunity to surprise my friend group with the knowledge I had and some stuff that they were interested in, but it was actual 
it was an attempt through an actual substantiated lens of credible information. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just some stoner talk, right? Right, right, right. So as a result of that, I'm sitting here typing out. My boy Evan texts me middle of the night, like midnight. I'm assuming boy was high, right? You know what I'm saying? Soon he was like drunk, high, something. Oh, why are you texting me right now? Yeah, why are you texting me right now? And you know what he messaged me? Hey, bro, uh, I'm over here talking to my boys about the fifth dimension. Uh, can you explain that again to me? And I'm over here like, <laughs> you want me to explain this on text? Right. Nah, I'm not doing that. Bro. So I'm sitting here. And I'm like, well, how? Einstein said, if you know anything, you should be able to explain it to a kindergartner, right? Like if you truly are well-versed in any topic. Right. So I'm like, maybe I could word this over text real quick. All right, well, so the fifth dimension, so the fourth dimension is kind of like, well, the third dimension is kind of like, well, you know what two dimensions is? Okay, well, let's start with one dimension, right? So I went all the way back to like one dimension. Mm -hmm. And I'm in this text typing out for over an hour when I got to the point of looking at it, over an hour, where I have this fat, long message. And after I look up and see it's been an hour, I go, oh my God. I copy it, cut it, put it in my notes, and then I continue it in my notes. So now I'm not even answering my boy's question. Right. I wouldn't. (laughs) Right. This small little like thesis was the in, was the blueprint, the bare bones of what my book eventually ended up becoming, because that thought process of what the fifth dimension even is asked me then, well, then what is heaven? Because if fifth dimension is a higher dimension, does that like heaven? And then I started asking these biblical questions. And then in the biblical curiosity, it led me down a path where I was like, well, now I have to read the Bible. Right. Then when I read the Bible, it goes down an even deeper rabbit hole. Right, right, See what right, I'm saying? Right, right, so. right, right. So in all that being said, are you religious? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I think I'm an ordained minister. I don't know if you know that. So you can marry somebody. Yeah. My brother Anthony's an ordained minister. Nice. Too. Yeah. You yeah. call me Reverend Mitchell G. Thompson. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I practice as though I was an ardent Christian. I behave as though I was an ardent Buddhist. Mm-hmm. And I am disciplined as though I was an ardent Muslim. So I try to maintain a certain foundational discipline just as a human mm-hmm. that is echoed through every religion, but is more prominently echoed in certain religious sects, S-E-C-T-S. And I truly believe Christianity, that's what separates it from nearly every other religion, is the amplitude in which it articulates certain fundamental beliefs like living in truth. Mm -hmm. Because that's all Christianity is about, is living in truth. So, so yeah. Hell yeah. Long-winded answer. Hey, but it was worth it, you know? Hell yeah, brother. Boy, trying to figure out what the fifth dimension was. (laughs) (laughs) It is crazy. It's like, yeah, man, it's crazy. Because when you actually, I, I don't know if you saw my time video. I made a video you can go watch that's, one of Justin I said, I think it, so. It was like one of the first ones, or no? No, it's a newer video. Uh, yeah, Justin said it's one of his favorite videos. Okay. Um, I go in and I have animations, visuals in the video that are substantiating what I'm narrating essentially, and I'm narrating how time essentially works, how time as a fourth dimensional vector function is the is the necessary step from 3Ds to get to that fifth dimension, essentially. Mm-hmm. And before I can talk about the fifth dimension, I try to get people to understand we don't live as three-dimensional creatures. Right. Like, we're not three-dimensional creatures. We have three-dimensional physical bodies, but because we exist in time, and because Einstein proved that time is a line that's symbiotically, co- that's symbiotically cohesive, which means it's just tied in with space, time and space are one fabric, one 
singular fabric and unit that act together. Mm. That is the three dimensions of space, your physical form, going through, like a movie, perpetual time. Right. Which time acts as that fourth dimension, which makes us fourth dimensional creatures. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't mean to make this a physics lesson, brother. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. They say don't talk about politics and religion, but I think it's because people don't truly find comfort in their own skin with respect to those two topics. I feel that. Uh, I mean, they say not to talk about that with your clients in the barbershop, stuff like that, but it's because a lot of people got different opinions, you know what I'm saying? Uh, especially in the shop. You come you across know? a bunch of different oh, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. That's why in my setting, it's just right now, us two. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like a studio setting and we can talk about whatever. And, you know, I'm not judging nobody. You can say whatever you want, you know? And at that point, is it almost kind of what we alluded to earlier? Is it almost for them the same way this boxing is for you, an outlet of decompression for them to finally reassure certain sanity thoughts in their mind? Oh, most definitely, bro. We chop it up about everything yeah you know everything literally uh so that's what a lot of i'm not saying that that's what it's for you know obviously you're trying to get crispy trying to get right okay that's know? really what it's that's for. really what it's about you know but the, the work speak for itself most definitely but the it's it's the experience in the chair you know yeah. what i'm saying it's more than just the haircut if the haircut's butter perfect you know right. what i'm saying but it also comes down to that that experience. experience at the end of the day you know when somebody comes in here you talk to them the way that you do in an uplifting manner you know what i'm saying and uh, a direct manner then you know people are gonna feed off of that you know people are gonna you know walk away with a better feeling of themselves and a better you know thought process you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. about their day you know what what sort of uh what sort of input are you actually getting from the people you're seeking advice from? Because a lot of the times people will just be yes men because they truly don't give a fuck. Right. And that point, to answer your question, I think a lot of people do come because I'm not, for, for part of that reason, you know, because right. I'm not going to bullshit somebody. I mean, you know, I'm going to try and keep it real with an individual, you know what I'm saying? Especially if it's just us two, like, ain't nobody around to impress, you know, so... Living in truth. Living in truth, bro. And even if there was somebody there, like, I'm still going to try and acknowledge the the facts, you know? And so I do feel like a handful of my clients also come for that reason, you know? Right. Um, it's to a point where I'm building up the clients that, you know, we feed off of each other, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I feel like a lot of clients that I have now uh, this might not be, they don't lean on it as much as some of the other clients that, for sure. you know. For sure. Uh, let me ask you this. On the day you don't want to cut hair, what are the odds you're just going to be sloppy with your haircut? Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to give nobody a bad haircut. That's my point, though. Right. When I train somebody, it don't matter if I was up all night editing videos and I'm on zero hours of sleep and I have to train them at 8 a.m., and I just right. uploaded the video at 7.30, it's like I get up, and I say it's not about me. It's not about how I feel. Mm -hmm. It's about the person that's paying for this service. Right. And at a certain point, it, it, this is what we do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. in hindsight, you know, look, working the jobs that you used to work, you will get up 
every day to do your job now, you know, mm-hmm. compared to, you know, working for somebody else and, and you know, putting money in their pocket, you know. Right. This is what feeds me. This is what, this is what is going to make me grow, you know. So mm-hmm. at, at some point you can't. Miss a day, or I mean, unless you on vacation, unless or you, you know, unless you're scheduling it, or, unless you can afford it, unless you can afford it, fact. You feel me? But you got to get to that point. You got to build oh, yeah. the empire, most definitely. And like you said, you're still in the process of building the empire. The empire is never truly built because we're co- we're consistently and always adding onto it and building onto it. But in your building of the empire, this early on, bro, that's what I'm saying. Men didn't even really have established kingdoms and empires until they were like 35, 40, because most men didn't have just kingdoms given to them they had to build it from the ground up especially the more modern we became mm-hmm. so us still being in our 20s on our grind really trying to establish the bricks the necessary foundational bricks to build our castle it's one brick at a time that's it bro and that's what these motherfuckers that's don't it. get jack hey. one brick at a time shit is not gonna happen overnight <laughs> not overnight not and that's overnight. with anything bro it's whether you do music whether you you know you want to be a model or you know you got to put in the work you know, you got to go seek those connections and make those make those things that you want to happen, you know, happen. happen. Simple Facts. as that. Man, <laughs> you ain't show me your coat. Hey, you got some water. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink coke. Mitch, we don't drink soda around drink here. Soda around. And we're in the Midwest, so we don't call it pop. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> That's weird. But <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you, you're from here, born and raised, isn't it? No, I was born in California, but I was raised here. Okay. Were you born you were born and raised oh, here. Yeah, I'm born and raised here. Yeah, yeah, baby, for sure. Yeah, see, I we were we were born in California. Tiana was born and raised here. Yeah, she was the only one. Okay. Uh we moved here when I was like four, I think. Yeah. From where? What part? So we went from uh Southern California, like north of San Diego in a place called Hemet, a little small city called Hemet. Went from Hemet to Colorado in a little like mountain city called Leadville. And then from Leadville, we moved here. Okay, dope. Yeah. Dope, dope. I'm glad you guys made it. Yeah, yeah, brother. Yeah, and yeah. that's how I think about if you don't believe in God, but you consider yourself spiritual or whatever, the way I look at it as is like, what are the odds that you and I were born around the same time, live in the same place, relatively, grow up in the same environment, in the same culture, and can get to the point where we are where we are right now? What are the odds of that? Yeah. Right? I mean, hey. That's the blessing shit, though. Right. That's the, like, we're, we're blessed. Because we could have been born 100 years ago, 200 years ago, where we didn't have penicillin. Mm. And just by ro- breaking your ankle, it's like you may not survive, let alone, like, walk again. You may not survive right. off a broken foot. Man. I remember you had said something. I think it was on a uh, podcast I was watching or something. Um. But you had, I don't remember who you were talking to. It's not like it matters, but uh, you're talking about having uh, individuals around you and uh, whether or not, you know, you grow with those people or, you know, making a point that, you know, we can all come up together. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, you were put here in this city, not by choice, but, you know, you're here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And same with me. And I think it was dope with what you were saying. And that's also part of the reason why I came back. You know, I plan on coming back anyway, but why I came back sooner is because, like, I'm trying to be on this up and up. You know, you're, you're, you know, trying to be on this up and up as well. 
And it's you need those people to feed off of to continue to keep going up, you know? The iron sharpening iron. The iron sharpening iron. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, that shit just resonated with me, you know? Yeah. And trying to just take advantage of the the, the relationships that you have and, and, and cherishing those relationships, not just using them to your advantage, you know? Cherishing them. Cherishing them, bro. But in that cherishing process, you end up realizing the using them to your advantage is a is a guaranteed byproduct of the iron sharpening iron. Right. You coming back in here is least about you being like, oh, like I could be on Mitch's podcast and I could like use that platform to like promote my stuff. And oh, I can get in the gym with Mitch. And because of the way in which he has it structured, like I could really take advantage of it and like get everything I can out of it. So that way I, 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 me, 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 like, that's how a lot of people look at shit when they approach it, especially in their relationships, mm-hmm. is how can I benefit from this rather than what can we gain from this? Yeah. And you already know, like you already know how I view you in that if I have a top 1% version of Rudy in my army, it's like I know I can leave Rome and allow you to tend to the entire city, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. And knowing that someone like you is capable of sharpening my iron and then I build up and I can sharpen your iron, and then we just keep building each other up. It's like, that's what it's actually about. Most definitely. Having that community to start things with, give you that solid grounding, and then eventually build the kingdom for what it deserves to be built to. Most definitely. And Man. like, you know, like we, like we were saying, just uh, cherishing those relationships and, and pouring water into that plan, letting that thing grow, you know? Oh yeah, and just yeah, surround yourself with those types of people, and we're blessed enough to have people in close reach. You know, earlier we kind of alluded to how, especially men, but m- many modern humans, especially in the West, who have the luxury to think about these things, mm-hmm. don't have outlets of decompression to reassure their sanity and find confidence and meaning in their life. But because, like you just said, you and I are blessed to have people like that that we surround ourselves with, what sort of advice would you give somebody who may not have or may not be as blessed to have a team around them or a group of people around them to help keep them accountable, to help them find meaning, and to essentially help sharpen their iron? Mm -hmm. Man, that's tough, bro. Cause that's that's a tough position for anybody that's not surrounded by positiveness to be positive. You know right. what I'm saying? So that's <clears throat> I feel like in a certain way you might have to be selfish and try and reach down deep inside yourself and you know try and figure out what it is that you need to do in order to try and change the surroundings around yourself, which is hard for a lot of people to do. You know, especially when they're not around people to show them that that way of being. Most definitely. And uh, so if for somebody to try and find somebody else to do it for them when they're not in that situation, you have to search. You have to go out of your way and put yourself in pos- other positions, you know, around people that are, are, are not winning necessarily, but like, you know, living the life that you think that you want to live. You know what I'm saying? And, and trying to 
build that relationship with somebody. Surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals who can help you facilitate the lifestyle that you see yourself living. Most definitely. But you have to, in your head, believe that you want to do that. Right. So that's the crux of the original question is if you don't have people to help you find that want is how do you find that? And I know it's a crazy question to ask somebody, right? But the way you eventually, or the way you almost immediately concluded and answered that question was, if you don't have anybody, you got to be selfish. Now, that's a devilish line to play, especially like if you don't have a moral compass, a religious structure in place to give you a certain ethical foundation where you know what the limits of that selfishness actually is, like not just murdering people, right? You end up realizing the only place that you can find salvation when you don't have anything external to give you that salvation or guidance towards that salvation is the salvation internally. And again, that's what the beauty of Christianity comes in because Christianity, like Judaism, but Christianity in particular in the way in which it amplifies and articulates these sort of passages and meanings, which is God sits at the seat of your soul. In the, uh, in the 17th chapter of Luke, it, Jesus is asked by a bunch of Pharisees, where is heaven? Like, where is God? And Jesus in the 17th chapter of Luke says, the kingdom of heaven isn't here or there. The kingdom of heaven is within you. So if you don't have anybody to give you guidance to this external kingdom of heaven, you're going to end up realizing nobody external could have given you that in the first place. It's always been within you. That's the only way. You, you feel know? me? Yeah. So yeah, it's like me asking you a tough question like that and then you legit being like, what? How am I going to answer a question like that? You were still able to give that anecdote of wisdom, mm-hmm. that nugget of genius, which is what's actually required if you're in that situation, right. which is digging deep and finding it within yourself. Oh, yeah. We've all been there. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Especially people that have are, are, are finding that seat right here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I've been there. You've been there. Uh, and you don't know how to get out of it until you, you know, reach deep down inside, you know, and, and try and start to answer to some of the questions that you might have for yourself. And uh, that's where it starts, I feel like, you know, getting to know yourself. So the practical, ap- the practical discipline and the practical application of how do I do that, though? How do I dig deep? How do I find the seed of God? Or how do I find the seed of God at the seed of my heart? Like, how do mm-hmm. I find that? Mm-hmm. I think the best answer personally is getting your physical right. Because if you start tracking your macronutrients, eating clean and working out fundamentally, you'll start cleaning up all the garbage chemicals in your body mm-hmm. that nearly entice and incentivize that negative mindset that doesn't allow you to find that meaning within. Right. So by not just by cleaning up the chemicals in your body, do you start finding that clearer? It's in conquering minor goals micro goals, because we're talking about macronutrients, right? Mm -hmm. Micro, macro. Mm -hmm. In conquering micro goals, like eating clean and tracking your macros for two weeks, you end up realizing I did something consistently for two weeks and achieved it. Then if you work out consistently, you get the same level of fulfillment. On an even more microcosmic level, you get that same level of fulfillment as you leave the gym. That runner's high. Mm -hmm. Because in your body, whenever you go work out and actually exert effort and energy, your body releases endocannabinoids. That's right. Cannabinoids, which is like that runner's eye. Right. So it's you, when you realize there is 
worthiness found in the discipline of just doing something. Yeah. That's just secondary to the actual growth you get in terms of the change in your body's chemical Mm -hmm. chemistry Mm -hmm. in that you will be operating off better fuels. You'll look better, feel better, and then you'll be able, you'll have the goals set and achieved of tracking your macros and of working out and of doing the subtle things on a physical level where you'll have no choice but to have subtle dubs and subtle anecdotes of meaning. Most definitely. And it's crazy that you say that. You're right. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it does start, you know, with being physical or, you know, getting some type of activity in and those minor goals, you know, um, going back to the jobs that I worked before, you know, and uh, not being happy, you know, where I was at. Looking back whenever I got out of college and was and and stopped cutting hair and uh, realizing that I should have kept doing what I was doing. And by me not doing what I was supposed to be doing led to me not feeling great about myself, you know. So once unfulfilled. I unfulfilled. So once I did get back on that and, you know, I quit my job, went to school just automatically from the jump you feel better. You know what I'm saying? That you, fulfillment. You, that fulfillment, you're getting that. And uh, same thing, I mean, obviously same thing goes with working out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then accomplishing one baby goal and then getting to the next baby goal. And then next thing you know, you got a grown man-ass goal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Full it, of baby goals, right? Yeah, it was just, it was just crazy because my mom today, like I had a break in between the client, stuff like that. And uh, she could just tell that I, I've, I feel better, you know what I'm saying? And not that I didn't feel good before, you know what I'm saying? But it's just being like the way I carry myself more, I guess, you know what I'm saying? And even with, you know, going through certain things here and there, you know, just having faith in, you know, that everything's going to be cool, you know? Man, just since you've been back, and again, I promise it doesn't matter if you're in here It doesn't matter if you're in therapy. It doesn't matter if you hired a personal trainer. It's just about the fact of you going out and doing something to make Rudy better. Even your mom noticing subtle changes in the short amount of time. Do you feel any substantial change just since you've been back with the boxing? Most definitely. Uh, I mean, beforehand, I was, you know, working out already to get back in here. Cause I knew if I did not do that, bro, I was going to be dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, I was already on the verge of getting to where I want to be supposedly, you know what I'm saying? But definitely stepping back in here had brought a whole new look back on to what or how maybe I should be going about it, you know, cause before, I mean, I was prepping as well, you know, my meals and everything like that. And, that feels great. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know, bro. I don't, I don't know if you get the same feeling, but you feel, you feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're, when you're, when you're on your shit, you know what I'm saying? It's that, I don't mean to interrupt you. It's that sense of accomplishment. It's that sense of when we were hunters and gatherers from which our bodies anatomically evolved, it's the same feeling we got when we actually murdered that mammoth, brought it home, and everybody's feasting because of our efforts. Everybody eat. Everybody eating because we're actually trying our best to be our best. And it's like, 
you were already optimal and efficient. Like I wrote right on the chart all the time. It's like, you're already operating at such an optimal and efficient level that you don't necessarily need someone like me to come into your life and tell you, you can be even better. It's just recognizing no matter how optimal you are, you can still be better. And again, bro, it's like for someone like you, I have to push you to the point where you want to punch me in the face. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. In order for you to actually see how far your threshold is capable of being pushed and allowing you to grow even better. Right. Cause that's what it's about, man. It's about, yeah, you can find the fulfillment on your own, and that's always good. But is that the most optimal way to actually push yourself to be better than you were yesterday? I think a lot of people have that internal integrity, but I don't think a lot of people are born with that. They have to be conditioned and raised a certain way to even have that. And again, you were raised in such a way, bro, and you at least were blessed to have enough discipline in your upbringing where a lot of these foundational disciplines are foundational. Mm -hmm. But then it makes it harder for someone like you to then have somebody who's not only worthy of being able to push you, but can actually push you. Right. And that's why I say it's not about being in here. It's not about being in a specific therapist's chair. It's about being somewhere where you can get the fulfillment of decompression that you in particular need. Mm. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, brother. And it shows just in like, it shows in the footage. It shows in your daily growth, just in the kicking off the rust of your old bad habits that were accumulated from not being in here to where, like you said, when you finally get back in here, it's just about reminding yourself who you are. Mm -hmm. Reminding yourself every day what you're capable of. And I act as a conduit just to remind you of that. Right. Hell yeah. It's dope. Hell yeah, dope. brother. Hell dope. I find so much inspiration in a man like you who's already pretty sufficient, knowing he can be even more sufficient. It's like, it's like seeing a billionaire. They don't need to be in shape if they're out of shape and are sloppy as a billionaire. They're a billionaire. Right. Imagine how much more, imagine how much more you could have in your life, not just in terms of wealth and finances, because I guarantee you if you're a billionaire and you're sloppy and you fix your health, your wealth will be fixed as well in terms of you making more money, right? It's a whole nother conversation. But in terms of your standard of living, in terms of the happiness that's able to be facilitated in your life, in terms mm -hmm. of the contentment, the non-necessary the non stress that's in your life, right? Especially as a billionaire, you're going to be stressful, but it's like, how necessary is some of that stress, especially if your gar if your nutrition and fitness habits are garbage? It's like yeah. truly, what is your standard of living at that point, right? Mm -hmm. It's 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 something that you know. At a certain point, I mean, I've never really. I mean, everybody's got an ego, you know what I'm saying. But at a certain point, you know, you got to know when somebody's trying to help you. And so when I come here, that's what I know I'm getting. You know what I'm saying? Is is help, you know, and whether it's the physical, the mental, the spiritual, you know what I'm saying? Uh shit, a mini counseling session, you know. I'm like I said, trying to I was trying to soak everything in and 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 yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. It's I just I, I say that because it's admirable. It's admirable, and those are the same reasons why your brothers look at you in the light that they do as a worthy leader, as a worthy role model, because that isn't something that just started you coming in here. Mm -hmm. That's something that, again, you're blessed to even have had instilled in you at an early age. And our parents aren't perfect, so they didn't teach us everything, but 
you and I are blessed to have parents that taught us enough that we have a healthy handle on that ego in knowing when it needs to come out, but also when it needs to stay sheathed. Right. Now, and I look at the ego as a sword. The ego is literally a sword. And it's about understanding how much of a savage samurai you can be when you unsheathe it, but knowing when it's appropriate to unsheathe that sword. Mm. And it's like, why would I let this ego out unless I have to? Right. Yeah. I, I understand that. I feel that 100%. Hell yeah, 100%. brother. Yeah, it could be, it could break you or it can make you. And you for know? most people, it usually breaks them. For everybody, it breaks them. But for the ones that it makes, it's because they've endured, going full circle to the stuff we talked at the beginning, they endured all the failures that inevitably broke them. Mm. And that ego will break you. And that's where you have to learn from it. Mm. Stand back up, dust yourself off, and understand, maybe I wasn't handling my sword the right way. Maybe I got to be a little more mindful in how I even allow this ego to navigate me in my life. Because are you controlling your ego or is it controlling you? Good question. When you come in here, I'll answer it for you. There you go. <laughs> if you need your ego checked. <laughs> SST is here SST, for you. SST, baby. <laughs> I think this went pretty well for our first podcast, bro. I agree. I'm ready for the next one. Yeah, man. Real stuff. Hell yeah. Do you have any aspirations to start your own podcast or like do your own content or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Uh, on the content aspect. That's kind of already started, you know, on a smaller scale through Instagram and obviously TikTok and stuff like that. Nice. Is your TikTok and Instagram the same handle? Yeah. So they're both Fade and Fool, F-A-D-E-N-F-U-L-L. And as far as podcast comes, we're definitely working on something in the studio that I'm at right now. So nice. uh, we'll probably have some coming out hopefully soon, you okay. know. Yeah, because you also you also rap, bro. That's what people don't realize. Like you and music, like you got a creative genius in you that it wouldn't, to me, it would be a disservice for you to not put content out there because of like right. how I truly respect and view your creative genius. Most definitely. Um, have you been writing any music or producing anything lately? Uh, you know, we got stuff on the back burner right now. Nice. Uh, as far as uh, me personally, uh, I'm more focused on kind of getting this off the ground okay, nice. as far as the haircut stuff goes. But, you know, me and all my brothers, you know, do music, you know, and uh, so they're always working on it, you nice. know, and which in turn, you know, gets me in there. Right. And uh, so to answer your question, I have been writing, but it's more not for my own stuff. Gotcha, you know okay. what I'm saying? As far as like my stuff goes, I got plans for that at a later date. You nice, know, I okay. want to come correct. You know, nice, I don't want to yeah. just saying, hey, yo, I, I rap. Check out this song or this video. I want to come with some some shit. Right, want to come correct, especially because right now your efforts and energy are just directed and guided elsewhere. So it's like you can only handle so much on your plate. Yeah, that makes it's, sense. it's a lot, you yeah. know. Um, but most definitely, uh, okay. my brother... Raymond, uh, guys, tapping with him. Shout out Raymond. He's he's probably working the most music wise nice. every day, bro. So nice. uh, you guys all got like a a good sound. So yeah, I, the reason I was asking that I was almost gonna do. A, I wish I had like a. Oh, you gonna throw on an instrumental? <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, man. Yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to say full circle with all this, man kind of tying it all back together is 
it's amazing to see how far we've come just how, since how long we've known each other since we were kids, mm-hmm. teenagers. And it's even more amazing to see the consistency in our optimization as entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial mindseted individuals who are trying to do this from the ground up. And it's one thing to try and fail and try and fail, but it's another thing to truly get out of your comfort zone and find comfort in that uncomfort. Hell yeah, bro. I appreciate that, man. That means a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, you never know. You know what I'm saying? How how you might look to somebody else not saying that I, I think I look bad. You know what I'm saying? But just to get that the reassurance, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's real shit. You know? Hell yeah, bro. And, and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? And you know, a lot of this stuff doesn't have to go, we don't have to say it because, right. you know, what's understood doesn't need to be said. You know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, that's, like I said, vice versa, bro. That's exactly, I, or else I wouldn't be here. 100%. You know, I wouldn't be putting my time, my energy into something that I didn't think um, was worth it Was worth it, or, or you know, destined for greatness. You know 100%. what I'm saying? So. All we can do is just continue sharpening each other's iron, bro. I swear, brother. This is good, man. Uh, Well, it was great having you on, brother. And like I said, we'll keep doing this more often. I can't wait to do your podcast. and We'll we'll, uh, keep this content rolling, brother. Hell yeah. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Support for self-sustained training is brought to you by the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free shipping worldwide with code SST at manscaped.com. Yeah, shout out to Manscaped, man. They were nice enough to send us this performance package 4.0, which is their luxury grooming kit. And it comes with the Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer, the weed whacker for your ear and your nose hairs, and then all your post-shave performance essentials in the deodorant and the toner. Plus, they give you an anti-chafing boxer, which is super comfortable. Super comfortable. And then they top off the performance package with a nice little travel bag so you can carry all of your grooming tools with you. And you can get 20% off and free shipping with code SST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off using code SST at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools with the job using Manscaped.